Lying clothesline, a two by four to the face. Then she hits you with a turnbuckle splash. Wrestle Club Podcast. Wissakisa. It's her and her friends. And they talk about wrestling. Every kind of wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between, welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Club UK podcast. My name is Sakisa, and this week I'm joined by main event Mark Cram. Fuck me, you got it right first time. Piss off. That's the first time, <laughs> you don't know at home, but that's the first time in the history of the podcast she's got the intro right on the first attempt. Fuck off. And she got my name right. It is me, main event Mark Cram. And I've come dressed today as main event Mark Cram. Um, you have. It's uh, a good look for you. Oh, thanks, babe. Yeah. Um, you start I'm, doing my act as well now. What, being a dick? <laughs> that was such a light burn. Like you, I could tell you, you were going to go for something more clever, and then your brain just went dick. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was going to say the C bomb, but <laughs> are we not cleared for that on the podcast? No, so, we probably are, but I just felt it was a bit too early. It, um, it is early on. In the for podcast. those of you who are listening, we normally record this podcast on a Wednesday afternoon, um, but today we've had to record on a Thursday morning, and I am tired. Um, I just I came back from Brighton last night, and I didn't get home until like one o'clock in the morning. No, I was at a pub five minutes from my house last night. I hate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How has your week been? Pretty good, pretty good. Exciting stuff to come. We've got a big wrestling weekend ahead of us. Oh, we do. time of recording. We've got uh, Elimination Chamber on Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Probably watch that somewhere. Brunch. Brunch, a brunch show. A brunch. I love a brunch wrestling show. <laughs> I can't wait, actually. And um, uh, we're both going to, and other members of the podcast, are going to uh, Progress Wrestling on Sunday. Yes, we are. I'm looking forward to it, especially the main event. Um, steel it, Cage. Yeah, it will be. I know. It's the first time I've actually seen a Steel Cage, because I didn't go to the last one. Did you not? No, I was not able to go. So I'm looking forward to seeing a Steel Cage match in that venue um, in Camden. If you do see us, come say hi. Um, well, we're gonna keep no, no say hi to Swix, leave me alone, <laughs> fucking nerds. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that Mark's back after <laughs> a couple of weeks of being absent. Uh, yeah, Mark doesn't like people, so uh, do come say hi to Mark. <laughs> I am back after a two week absence, and you're welcome, guys. Oh, fuck off, back to save this podcast. Fuck off, we're doing quite well without you, bitch. Let's kick off with Pop and Heat, Pop and Heat. Which is our highlights, our lowlights of the week uh, in terms of wrestling, whatever we watch, whatever's been good, what's not been good. Mark, do you want to kick it off? Let's start with WWE Raw on Monday. Just a fucking banger of a TV show. It was actually. You open with a main event pay-per-view caliber match in Drew versus Cody. You get the right result out of it because Drew doesn't get beat right now and Drew doesn't need to get beat right now. But also, I think it was the first time that we've seen Cody get pinned. In like uh, o- over six months, Brock beat him once, right? Yeah, yeah. Since then, it's been basically that. But he, what I loved about the match as well, one, it was very good. And you're looking now, I think you're you're two guys who are both very good. And I think they're doing the best work of their careers right now. Drew particularly, yeah. Since, since going heel is just, you know, it was great. He's a justifiable heel, and I love because everything he says makes sense. Yeah, he's not he's not like he's not angry about nothing. Like sometimes, sort of, I'm a bad guy now, and I, so I'm gonna be friends with all the other bad guys. No, Drew's a bad guy now, but he's making valid points. And when the bloodline helped him win, he wasn't thrilled about it. Yeah, he wasn't like, yay! I'm, he doesn't he remembers what they did to him. Yeah. So great. And the match was great. Terrific. And then the main event again. When it opened with that match, I was initially quite shocked 
that we were going to open with that match. I was like, this is the main event. And then I realized what the main event yeah. was. I was like, oh no, it's fine, it's they fine. Are, <laughs> they are putting the respect on the IC title it deserves. Yeah. And then, yeah. And Gunter, long the reign, but the long may the reign continue. Mm -hmm. And they've given us the match I think we all wanted at WrestleMania. That's Jimmy versus Jay. Well, this is what I was going to say. I was actually surprised initially that they were going to put this match on raw mm. i was like okay this could have been done at elimination chamber but obviously we want sometimes a main event kind of caliber match on raw it's kind of helps with the program keeping people intrigued people keeping people engaged in the show but then when jimmy and solo turned up initially in the first match with drew and cody i was like oh i could see what's about to happen mm. and you, you know what yeah, because this is the match that we all wanted. We, if it does happen, I hope it does happen. It will be Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania. Brothers versus brothers. As many pictures have been doing. Have you seen the Spider-Man videos? No. Okay. Have you seen Spider-Man, the animation? Yeah. 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 The latest video, the latest film. Yeah, yeah. At the end. Yeah. With the two Spider-Man. Yeah. So people have been comparing that to... Yeah, I mean, it'll Jay. be good. I mean, they could have maybe tacked the IC title onto it, but I'm I'm glad that Gunter, no. I'm glad that Gunter's going to hold it through to Mania now. That's going to be well. It doesn't seem like Gunter knows what's happening. With... Well, that's the interesting one because someone's in a lawsuit, so he's not going to be there. Yeah, uh, he's not, he's not going to be the beast incarnate for wrong. He's going to be the beast incarcerated. Uh, yes, I've had that joke sitting there ready to go. Yeah. Um, but he, so yeah. So what's Gunter going to do? Gunter has. Uh, options i personally would like to circle back to chad gable i know that's not going to happen well um, he did have a win on raw didn't he, he did so have a win on raw, so, so that could be a potential mm. or as um richard probably suggested a few weeks ago a big old scramble where there's like a ladder match <sighs> do you really want gunter's title no. to end in a scramble no. oh, someone has to beat it has to mean something yeah someone has to beat gunter I want it to be one on one, uh, to be honest. Well, that might have been a triple threat. Like if if it like like we had with Sheamus and McIntyre and him last year, something of that caliber yeah. would be good. But if it's just well, Sheamus could be cleared to return soon. I would love that. Sheamus has never won the IC title. You know who else has never won the IC title and is not a Grand Slam champion in WWE? I'm listening. John Cena is not a Grand Slam champion. Shut up. In the WWE and is only missing the IC title. No, but I don't see him coming back. If he's coming back, it's against No, Solo. but it's there. Oh, it's not coming back, but it's there. Yeah. It's on the plate if they want it. It is a good shout, actually. I would like to see Sheamus at WrestleMania win it. I think that would be a good shout if he does come and return so, in yeah. time. So Raw, IC title getting focused, always a big pop for me. Love that the mid-card belt is important and Gunter's made it important. Yeah, I think generally uh, compared to SmackDown, Raw this week was... Quite epic. Right. SmackDown was focused entirely around The Rock turning up. Yes. And the reason Raw was so good this week is because they knew people would be watching because The Rock had been on this week. So they're yeah. parlaying that. Let's put a really good show on. We'll keep the eyes on the product. Also, sorry, to, I don't know if you saw at the end of Raw, they pull out a clip about what happened after Raw, which is when Cody came out after Jay yeah. versus Gunter and then brought out CM Punk. Yeah. So obviously CM Punk's trying to imply that he's still going to be involved in WrestleMania. So they're keeping Punk on the road. They're keeping him active. And he said himself he's going to be making appearances. Yeah. What that means, I don't know. I don't think they know yet because I don't think they know how quick he's going to heal. Um, but what I do like uh, about the whole angle right now, especially with the, uh, the bloodline, is learning that The Rock has some limitations. And because apparently The Rock can't do this. this. <laughs> yeah. I literally was about to say this, that. That. This mate. was this was my low light this yeah. week, uh, which was, what is this? You are a professional actor, sir, and you can't do that. Yes. 
this has been this has been happening for the last three years yeah. at least. No, no, two years, let's say. And you can't even do that. Have you I not can, been watching the show The Rock? I can tell you, I have never once felt superior as Wayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Except in that moment, I was like, you fuck up, Dwayne. <laughs> also, do you know what happens uh, when The Rock goes to the toilet? Go on. He Dwayne says Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not my joke, obviously. Okay. I don't write jokes like that. No. He's lying to you. Fun, though, isn't it? He does. He does. Bit of fun, bit of fun for the podcast. Bit of fun upon. <laughs> um, the whole segment at the end, obviously, just confirmed that the Rock has joined the Bloodline. It seems like we are going to get a tag team match at WrestleMania. I don't know how to feel about it about the promo. To be honest, I don't know if we are going to get a tag team match. I feel I still don't. I don't think they know. I reckon Rock's been in the gym and realised he can't do this. Oh really? You think you're because that's what Richie said. Too. He's too bulky. He looks like a like a entirely man, man made entirely of protein. He looks terrible. Are you jealous? I don't want to look like that. No, no. Like, like I'm like I'm jealous of that amazing shirt vest thing he wore. Yeah, he came. He kind of came back on a Seth kind of vibe. It, it, no, but tell you what, it felt proper like Hollywood rock. Oh yeah, we like if you got to do heel rock, do heel rock. Yeah, do heel Hollywood rock, yeah. and that's what it. And felt he's like. great at it. Yeah, um, I think SmackDown overall, it kind of. And we talked about this briefly last week. SmackDown generally seems to forget who won the Women's Royal, uh, Royal Rumble, which was Bailey. Yes. And I don't feel like SmackDown is utilizing Bailey or this storyline as best as we possibly can. No, I feel like maybe after Elimination Chamber, they'll switch some focus onto it. I think that's. We can only pray. Better. Yeah, they'll start motoring from there. We can only pray. But we love Bailey. Okay, what version of Bailey do you want? Do you want this kind of version of Bailey to carry on, but just as a face? Or do you want to go back to huggers, wacky, Huggy. waving, inflatable arm, flailing tube men? No, all I, in our I want this Bailey, but slightly face. I, I do love, I do love this Bailey, but I think you'll get a big pop up mania if she does. If you get the just the the ponytail done for a move once, <sighs> oh, be, the crowd will go big. It will go big, and I think she probably will do it. Um, my slight low light was. It's to do with Raw. Overall, I thought Raw was really good. Yeah. But it's it's turning into UFC. UFC's coming in, isn't it? UFC's coming in. We had the crossover between UFC and WWE has started. It's begun. Michael Chandler took the mic at one point and did a, this pop promo about calling out Conor McGregor. And then they kept showing different people within UFC throughout the night. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, we are we're doing the it's, crossover. It's it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Uh, I don't really care about UFC because UFC's fake. Um, <laughs> I like my fighting real. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't. As long as it doesn't overtake the products, I don't really care. And eventually, you're 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 going to see a UFC wrestler at WrestleMania fighting somebody. Maybe not this year, but next year, because um, there's no way they're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, Conor McGregor will have a match in WWE at some point. It's an inevitability. Yeah, like he is tailor made for this. He won't. Be, I don't think he's gonna be particularly good at it, but it's gonna be something he'll do. Yeah, as a, a one off. I also, if we're talking about Raw wise, I think a highlight was Raquel returning, winning the Battle Royale, the Last mm. Chance Battle Royale. Do you think she has any chance of winning the Chamber though? No. Who's your pick for the chamber? Oh, that will ruin my predictions because obviously, oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, fine. <laughs> gonna get competitive about it. No, I, well, we are now because there is a big prize. Um, at the end of the tournament, which what I haven't announced. I'm not telling you until later Did you on. Get us WrestleMania tickets. I'm not telling you until we get to the end of anyway. I'm going to WrestleMania. I'm, I'm, lo- I'm losing the prediction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Raquel winning would be a nice. No, I'm lying to myself. No, it's not going to happen. No, okay. Yeah, I don't think so either. But at least they've made her look strong. And like, well, it's the depth of the women's division. It's fucking a phenomenal right now. It's, it's particularly so on Raw. When yeah. they had the Battle Royale, I realised compared to how many people have they have on SmackDown, compared to how many people they have on Raw, women-wise, was a big difference. And I kind of was like, the calibre from Raw is so much greater. What I really like, though, is that there are lower mid-card women's wrestlers now yeah, yeah. so you like your alba fires and that you know they're set up you know they're gonna get beat but you know who they are yeah and they can work so it's like good so it's like it's actually giving depth to a division which is like not everyone can be a main eventer no one and not everyone has to be but there's actually people there now to lose matches as opposed to just having to put the big stars against each other all the time again that's all they've got again chelsea green was great chelsea green <laughs> was great is just the best thing on television that's not named our truth <laughs> yeah. right now. Well, speaking of our truth, again, one of the best things on Raw at this moment in time. What that the, segment was what, hilarious. One of the best things in life right now. That video package. Oh, babe, I was dying of laughter. Just the seriousness of it all. <laughs> How do you pay that off at Mania? Do you, do you go do Awesome Truth versus... Yeah, you, that's how you Judgment do it. Day, I think, yeah, that's where you go. That's how you pay it off. Him just keep referring to DX. It's also hilarious. <laughs> There it is. Um, I'll give you one more high from me. Um, Rev Pro, high stakes. I've not seen anything from it. I, I have. Um, I was I was unfortunately not able to go, but uh, I tell you, we'll talk about the main event later on, and there's a reason why. But Orange Cassidy turned up at Rev Pro and mm. challenged, and basically there was meant to be this like six man match. The bell rang and then Orin Cassidy's music comes out <laughs> and he comes out and he's like, I've got the belt. We're going to challenge for it. It's like, fair play. Who, Have a great who, match. Who did he wrestle? Spike Trevay and Orange Cassidy was quite funny at one point because he f- he threw Orange Cassidy's uh, glasses and then Orange just brought out a brand new one from yeah. his pocket. <laughs> got the AEW money. He doesn't need the... Well, Tony Khan was in the building, so... I saw him acting like a child. Yeah, he was in the building. You're a multi-billionaire businessman who owns a wrestling company. Grow up. Um, send us free tickets to stuff. Please send us free tickets. Not to... Fulham. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to go watch your shitty football team. Oh, shit. Oh, Come at me, Fulham fans. Says the Arsenal fan. Uh, we lost last night. Yeah. You know what? The British wrestling scene at the moment is absolutely amazing. And our viewers and listeners agree with us. Here is one of our very first voice notes from our audience. Hey, long time listener, first time caller. (laughs) Anyway, um, I was at the Rev Pro Show on Sunday, the high stakes uh, event. And man, that was like an amazing. They put an amazing, amazing, amazing show. Um, Even though it was in Crystal Palace, which... I mean, ugh. but yeah, the fact that they had like Orange Cassidy turn up randomly was amazing. Tony Khan marking out in his little viewing box at the main event, which was also a banger. But the fact that they had it live streaming and like people were like tweeting about it and posting clips of it as it was happening. I think even Meltzer was going crazy over the main event saying it was probably the best match of the year. Um 
I hope this kind of sheds more of a light on the UK scene. Um, I feel like TNA does a good job of that, where they've signed up a few talent like Leon Slater, Danny, Danny Luna. Um, so it's kind of good to see this kind of this kind of momentum towards the UK uh, scene. I'm hoping it continues onwards. Um, Michael Oku is going to be big, bigger than he already is right now. Um, I see a lot of people saying should AEW sign him, but I personally think he should carry on doing what he's doing in the UK, and then and then we can have that discussion, I guess. Um, but yeah, that was an amazing event, and it's going to be. I I really hope that the rest of the UK scene sees that and uses it as like a a motivation to kind of make things better. Um, I'm going to progress this weekend to see the um, Twisted Metal event. That should be fun. Uh, the second steel cage match should be great. I know Riot Cabaret is going to be happening this week as well. I'm a big fan of them. If you haven't been or seen Riot Cabaret, highly recommend it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Keep up the good work. Peace out. Low light for me. One low light for me. The good brother is returning on NXT. Is the low light that they're on NXT or the low light that they're anywhere? What's your what's oh. your view? I'm not. It's a genuine question. Like, what do you what, that they've turned up at NXT? Do you think they've been underutilized? Yeah. Rather than they, like, I don't think there's an obvious place for them on the main roster right now to do anything. They've got nothing going into WrestleMania. They've parted them from AJ, so it's uh, it's like, well, yeah. I think NXT's not. I think they're going to help people in NXT. They're going to elevate people in NXT. Carl Anderson, in particular, has been around the world, done everything. He's going to help everyone. And and you know what? If you give Gallows a mic. He is one of the funniest people. Yeah. If you ever listen to their podcast, it's better than ours. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> but no, like he was great. And I think I'd like to see him. I think he has the capacity in NXT to possibly get a lot more time to speak and do things. And I think that's, it'd be interesting to see what they do with that. I partly can see why they've moved them down to NXT, um, in, especially in terms of tag team wrestling. Mm. But that also is a down for me because... SmackDown needs more tag teams. It needs more real worked tag teams to help elevate the championship. Well, and the, tag, I don't... the tag team titles are essentially on Raw now, aren't they? I know, and this is what the... I don't understand why that is. If we're going to have it on Raw, just have it on Raw. Have a SmackDown one. No, I don't... it depends how they want to do this long term. I don't mind the tag team champions flitting between shows if yeah. they're going to, but Judgment Day aren't really doing that. Yeah. Not that they need to. Judgment, not that Judgment Day are not getting enough TV time. They're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and you can't. And also, you don't want Judgment Day and Bloodline on the same show too often. It's true. Just, people will very quickly realize it's rather just quite the same thing. Uh, do you have another down or a low light? Down, low light. Uh, Shotzi. Yes. Uh, like legit down light. Bad little injury, little injury. ACL could be a real problem. Hit yeah. in a really innocuous way, as those injuries often are. Seemingly, it's like didn't look like a lot, but yeah, the knees just completely blown out. Uh, credit to uh, Legend for coming out and making a match work. Yeah. After that, I'm, I'm having to do it on the fly. I think they did really well with that in the circumstances. Uh, but yeah, it was gutting to see because Shotzi's like obviously she's gone down to NXT to give her another little bit of a push back up. Mm. And yeah, it looks like she's going to be out for a good long time. So shout out to Shotzi. That's a really that's a heartbreaker. That's a bad one. Yes, because obviously it was kind of announced a couple of weeks ago, yeah. uh, of course, it's a pre-taped match, but it was gutting to see because I do agree that how I, there's certain people that I feel could be elevated by, you know how D Dominic Mysterio yeah. went back down to the Pomont Center just to elevate himself, to get himself better, and he actually worked. I feel like that could have been the same for Shotzi. Yeah. Um, and it's such a shame that it's happened, and obviously ACL is a massive injury, so... 
yeah, that could be a real career changer, if not Ender. Uh, hopefully not, but we'll see. Hopefully. Um, how do you feel about AEW this week? I, I don't think a lot has happened in AEW this week. I don't know if they've done the thing where, because WWE is so prevalent in this sort of WrestleMania Royal Rumble channel, yeah. that it's almost we can't really throw any stuff out or it's just going to get lost in the noise. So I feel like they're a little, and I understand it, but yeah. I think they're a little bit in a holding pattern right now. Well, we didn't have any collision last week. Um, it will be back this week. Why didn't wasn't there a collision? I think it, it um, was a, another sporting event that was on oh. in America. That it was like called. President's Day or something on Monday as well. Does that matter? Because <laughs> collisions on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Some customer service wouldn't answer me in America. Oh, <laughs> it's <was> President's Day. <laughs> I don't give a shit about your present. Uh, well, uh, there was Swerve, um, Samoa Joe, and yeah, Cage, Cage, Brian Cage. Brian Cage. So it's Brian Cage, Samoa Joe, and Swerve was facing Hook, um, Hangman Page, and R Van D Rob Van Dam. I was going to start. I about to say RVD, and then I went. Rob That's Van what you need on television in a main event match in <laughs> 2013. Rob Van Dam doing Rob Van Dam in slow motion. Um, <laughs> like no disrespect to him, obviously fantastic, but like the moves he, he he's still doing the same moves, but they are clearly at half pace. It's like when you it's like when you watch Jericho struggle to do the lion salt nowadays. Yeah. And you're just like every time you're like, don't land on your head. Yeah, and RVD's kind of got that for me watching. Obviously, massive respect for him amazing worker for a long time but he's not really adapted his style and he's now and it gets shown up when he's in matches in AEW in particular because yeah. they're all young guys doing flippy shit quite you know to a level that he's can't if you were to put him in a ring with Will Ospreay yeah you know but like it's obviously a bit star power for the match I don't know what they're doing with him there necessarily because they're not going to push him into any great heights or do much with him but it's, yeah yeah and they were just there to get beat anyway to make Joe continue to look strong because he is. He is. I, I am, I'll tell you what, I am looking forward to the 3A match between um, Hangman Page, uh, Swerve, and uh, Samoa Joe. Mm. I don't know where it's, where it's going to, what's going to happen. That's my, that's what I really like about this whole situation. I don't know who's actually going to win. I don't think it's going to be Hangman Page. Hangman Page almost definitely not. But it's whether it is Swerve, whether it's Swerve's time. Uh, uh, I don't whether think, I think, or whether Samoa keeps it for I a little bit Joe, longer. I think Joe holds the belt a while longer. I think you make Joe a slightly dominant champion for a little while longer yet. I don't think there's any need to put it on Swerve yet. But yeah. it'll, it'll happen. And it'll happen by the end of the year. I was very happy with the Blackpool Combat Club versus FTR. And this is important. When FTR wrestle a tag team match, and this is a message to every independent promotion out there, FTR, hold the fucking tag ropes. <laughs> When they're on the apron. And this goes actually, and I love you, Progress Wrestling, but you don't have tag ropes and it drives me fucking mad. <laughs> Ask Axel Tisha. When Axel Tisha was there, because you didn't tell me, he held a fucking zip tie up like a tag rope in what was an iconic moment. Me and Richard Wright loved it. But Jesus Christ, get some tag ropes for every independent fit. fit. Yeah, that's not the only reason I love FTR, but they do it properly. Um, if you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, between people who are listening, um, Mark Ram and Richard have got this big thing about tag team ropes. Because the tag's not official if you're not holding a tag rope. That means none, no progress tag match ever matters. <laughs> Every match ends in a void decision, as far as I'm concerned. Next time, when we go on Saturday. You know who's the progress tag team champions? No one. That's who the progress tag team champions. When we champion. go on Sunday, I would love you to be there like, where are the ropes? That's why, that's why FTR don't work. 
Um, but yeah, great match, great tattoo match. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to see what they're doing in Revolution. Um, obviously, Ric Flair returned, sort of, and was saying he was slightly disappointed he's not involved in Sting's like final match. Oh, if they if they force Ric Flair into Sting's final match, he turned up at the door of the Young Bucks, and basically they invited him in, and I was like, what? Why? 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 Can we not just have him be on the side? Of the match, that'll be it. You know what? I, I take back everything I said about RVD if Ric Flair is going to continue to be. Like, he can barely speak now, let alone be involved in an angle, be involved in a match. I just don't I, I don't think they need to ruin Sting's last match with it. Uh, I think Sting is showing incredible common sense in knowing his limitations and what he can and can't yeah. do. So he's he wants, I'm going to have a tag team match. I'm going to have people that can make me look good and work around me. And Ric Flair is not that. I mean, I get that. If he wants to be like guest ring announcer or something, sure. That's what I thought. I was like, just be on the side. Um, special guest enforcer. You know, something along that line. But I don't need you to be like an active part of this storyline. Why? Ric Flair's still going to be on wrestling television when he's... Uh, got full-blown dementia in an old people's home just claiming i'm a 21 time world champion uh <laughs> because that's all he's got Woo! he's all legacy and like living off i just styling and just, profiling in a care home you had the perfect retirement against Shawn michaels and you've just time and time again just thrown it away just spat it, on it yeah like Shawn michaels wrestling in, in saudi arabia was bad but this rick's just been yeah. I don't know what this I think we could probably forgive Shawn Michaels for that Saudi Arabia one. I think like what happens in Saudi Arabia doesn't really happen in Saudi Arabia. What happens in Saudi Arabia stays, stays in, Saudi in Saudi Arabia. Arabia bro. Yeah. So um but Ric Flair, I don't know why. Just appreciate your limits. Just appreciate your limits. Now, ladies and gentlemen, between it is our wonderful section, which is the Clubhouse Chatter, where we invite someone to sit at the head of the table. And this week, please welcome to the club, hailing from London, England. He is the master of the half crab and currently the reigning Riot Cabaret champion, the Purpose Wrestling champion, the Jericho Cruise Oceanic champion and the Rev Pro Grand Slam champion, Michael Ocko. No applause? No applause. I'm presuming a bottle, sorry. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you very much for joining us. No, it's cool. You are busy. I'm very busy, yeah, yeah. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Just I'm trucking along. I don't know how you're doing it. I thought I was bad, but I've seen your schedule and I'm like, no, that's too much. Not to make this immediately about me. <laughs> <laughs> but no. why don't I get an intro like that on the podcast? Because you're here all the time. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> and also special guests who sit at the head of the table only get those intros. Head of the table. Champions. No, no, head of the table. Head of the table, Champions. yeah. Let's not do the rock one. We had this conversation. We had this conversation. So... Uh, Career-wise, wrestling, your in-ring career started June 2017, am I correct? Yes, yeah. That was my first match. And how did you get into wrestling? Why did you get into wrestling? It's a very niche thing. It's a niche thing, but it was a niche thing that I was a fan of since I was a child, since I remember. I was the youngest in my family. And so, like, wrestling is that thing that was just always on already, that my parents were watching, that my older brother was watching. Mm. So I was like, okay, wrestling is just a thing that's on TV uh, alongside Dexter's Lab and everything else. So, Dexter's um, Lab. I, I don't know. That's what came to my mind as soon as I started. I just what a show. Wow. Omelette that's du fromage, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but, like, that's the thing that was just on, and it, it hooked me immediately. It was a thing that... I always wanted to keep watching week in and week out. And 
I was the weird kid that when everybody stopped watching wrestling, I was still watching wrestling. Welcome to the club. There you go. Uh -huh. There you go. So you nerd. Yeah, right, right, right. So um, it just never left me, and I think the reason that it never left me, I didn't realize it until I guess now is that I think it's because I wanted to actually do it. I wanted to actually try it. It was more than just like, I'm a fan of it. I was like, I think I think I want to be a wrestler, not just be a wrestling fan. So, so wait, did you start it? Did you all start watching wrestling around 2009? Oh, earlier. Earlier? Earlier, 1999. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I'm like watching, the, my first exposure to wrestling is the Attitude Era. That's that's what I'm seeing is what professional wrestling is. Who was who was your guy in the Attitude Era? The Rock. The Rock was the Rock was my guy easily. I mean, is like, the Rock yeah. still your guy? Yes. Oh, easily. Even now. Yes. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. All of protein okay. that he is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even okay. more protein. Yeah, yeah. That's sip. What is the sip? I'm, I'm having a little sip. Okay. Look at this. Absolutely. Yeah. So like, it was him. Well, well, me and my brother have this rule where like we both love The Rock and Stone Cold, but we just like you have to choose one. So like, fine. Fine, The Rock. Fine, you've twisted my arm. Did, the you, rock. did your brother pick The Rock as well? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, oh, I also choose The Rock. Well, family. Well, that's it. So, um, yeah, th those are my. That was my guy, and, and just every loads of people in the Attitude Era are just were influenced by, and I, I still, you probably see influences in my wrestling through them to this day. And then it just, I was in my early twenties. I was just like, what do I want to do in my life? What do, what do I want to actually do with my life? I was like. I'm, uh, let me try and be a wrestler. Let me at least try. If it's not that I become one, if uh, I would regret it for the rest of my life if I didn't actually give it a try. So I looked for wrestling training schools and there was one in Brixton that oh, was yeah. owned by Progress Wrestling. Uh, the Projo. The I, Projo. I briefly attended that until I realized that wasn't going to work for me. Now they, oh, <laughs> there you go. It's really hard, guys. It's not, but, <laughs> but that's, it's, it's, so that was it. And I was just like, okay, after this first week, when I first take that back bump, if I can deal with the pain mm. that it sounds like every wrestler deals with mm. for the rest of their life, then I can, I'm going to keep doing it. And, and once I did that first session, I was like, okay, okay, I think I can. It no longer became, I'm glad I'm trying this. It then quickly became, I think I can do this and be good at it. So that was in 2017. My, my first exposure to you, you weren't Michael Oku. Yes. Then you were the OJMO. Correct. Back then. So can you tell us what the OJMO stands for? Right, so before I kept it a very close secret, I was very much like it's provocative. I'm not gonna oh, say okay. it. I was very much like, oh, just make it up for yourself. And, um, but then I changed it. Well, I didn't change it. Andy Quilden changed it because he just didn't get it. And here we are. Um, so it stands for Owen James. So my, my, it's, the, it's my initials, my African initials, Okuabasi. Junior is what my family called me because I'm just the youngest, then Michael Oku. Um, Owen Hart was also, I was also a big fan of, but it was kind of by proxy because my brother's favorite wrestler of all time is Bret Hart. Mm. Okay. So I was like, well, he's got a younger brother. I like yeah. Owen Hart then. And then I'm watching it and I'm like, actually, Owen Hart's pretty entertaining. He's pretty cool. Yeah. He's actually better than Bret. And then I just had this attachment with Owen and he was one of my, the first people that I, in my life, even though I didn't know him personally, but in my life, he was one of the first people that I knew that passed away. So I was like, oh man, it just really affected me from a young age. I was about probably six, but I remember it very vividly. Um, that like, when I learned that his name was Owen James, I was like, oh, perfect. 
oh, that's, that's, we're like the same. We're actually like the same. So like when I was young, I was like, if I ever had was a wrestler, I'd be called the OJMO. So from like seven years old, I came up with that name. And then when I became a wrestler, I was like, I'm using this name, I'm using it. So why don't you use it now? Because when I started wrestling for Revolution Pro Wrestling, Andy Quilden says, what is an OJMO? And I tried to explain it to him. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but yeah, but what is it? And I was like, it's just a cool little thing. You know, wrestlers have weird names. Crowd used to chat that. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, it worked. Yeah. And then he they just- still do. They still do in some places. Yeah, absolutely. And um, he, he just preferred a name. I was like, I prefer, and I saw, I, he just, the day of that I was supposed to debut for RevPro, I just had to think of something and I couldn't think of anything. I just thought, I'll just use my actual name and then we will progress to being called the OJMOs later down the, the line. Yeah. I have the same story. There you <laughs> go. I use my real name at all times. I'll uh, stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I remember the first time I saw you, like, I felt you, like, really stepped up as a wrestler. When you went to RevPro, you started, like, getting, I think you won the Cruiserweight title in RevPro or around the Cruiserweight title in RevPro. Like 800 you, days, isn't it? Nine, 890. Wow. Yeah. And I uh, I saw you sent a tweet because someone asked you why you're the OGMO in progress and why you're Michael Oku <laughs> in RevPro. And I think your response was something along the lines of because Michael Oku wins matches. That was his, that was Andy Quilton. Was that Andy Quilton's <laughs> response. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, and I remember thinking, I was like, wow. Oh, that is. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, there it is then. Uh, yeah. now, now you're Michael <laughs> Yeah, that's it. And uh, yeah, like he was, he was one of the first people that like booked me. I don't want to say strong, but yeah, like um, very, one of my key traits was being able to make other wrestlers look good. Mm. There's a twofold benefit of that, of like, okay, well then you'll get booked to make people look good, mm. or eventually you'll be booked to be showcased so that if you're showcased in a big way, then the people that you're, ma you're making look good also then it raises their stock. But early on it was just like, let's bring him in, let's have him get beat. Andy was the first one that actually said, let's actually do something with me. And again, it was under the name Michael Oku. So I started to have the real cool matches as Michael Oku when I'm wrestling Pac, when I'm wrestling Shingo, you know, when I'm wrestling El Phantasmo and wrestling people. Just name dropping. Just, name just dropping. people. Yeah, you know. Just maybe just name name dropping. Just well, that happened to those guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? You know. And then that's it. I was like, okay, well, now I'm fighting uphill battle. So I just, I guess I'll be Michael Oku everywhere else. Because also you got a, a well known catchphrase. Now yes. we play. Yes. Where did that come from? Uh, I, I, I wanted it to be sexual, but current. <laughs> <laughs> you want everything to be sexual. That's why she's single. <laughs> <laughs> One of the uh, many reasons the, why. The many. Fuck off. <laughs> um, well, I stole it from. You stole it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the catchphrase is. Um, it's an offshoot of what Ric Flair would say when he grabs someone's leg and is about to do the figure four. Sometimes he used to do it a lot, like especially in like the eighties and nineties, he would grab a leg and he'd be like, "Now we go to school" or something like that. Uh, That's what he'd be saying. So in training, when I'm really trying to get the, I'm I'm not even having matches yet, and I'm hell bent on getting the half crab over. I grab the leg and I say, "Now," and I didn't I didn't know what he said until later, but I did. I just said. <laughs> Now we play. And I thought, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say his D tier catchphrase that nobody remembers. And that's what I'm going to just keep on saying so that people can associate those words with then me and then my finishing move. And, and especially at that time when I started to get into wrestling, it's still kind of the case now. And it's maybe it's kind of always been the case. Like fans, if they know you very vaguely, they'll know your name. They'll know maybe your finishing move. And they'll know your catchphrase if they just if they just 
know you from afar and but they won't know much more most else so i was like okay well that's going to be my my aim for people to know my name yeah to get that catchphrase over to get my finisher over so those are like my first goals mm. when i started having matches so with your finish and this is a <laughs> this, 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 it interests me yes. like because it's half crab it's a cool move i love it but there's kind of i think on the independent wrestling scene nowadays where everyone wants to have a really really flashy finisher yes and, you, and you've gone you've gone the other way with it, where you've but you've made it mean something by attaching the catchphrase to it and making it it is your finish. No one knows it's your finish. Mm. So as so, what was the thing? Was that a deli very deliberate thing? You weren't going to go for like a really like something over the top, or I wanted I wanted to again. This is an idea of a finish I'd have when I was very very young, and the thought process was, um, I remember in two thousand three kind of time, I was noticing matches that Jericho had and Kurt Angle had where they would get into their submission moves in different ways and that would make the matches more exciting mm -hmm. and their their submissions will be reversed in different ways and that will make the match more exciting so i just thought okay well what's a submission that you can also do that with and i just thought okay there's different ways to get into the half crab mm -hmm. the same way some of them are similar to the ways you can get into the walls of jericho or the the ankle lock so i thought okay well that could make my matches more exciting if i was to ever be a wrestler it'll be the crab and i'll just kind of get that over then moreover so it's easy to apply. It's easy to put onto literally anyone. So when I'm, or if I'm 70 years old and they're wheeling me out for that legend pop, mm. I can probably still do a half crab. Or if there is a legend that I'm wrestling that is 60 years old yeah. and they want to know what's your finish, kid. If I tell them that it's a twisting power driver, they're probably going to be like, I'm not, I'm not taking that. But if I say I grab your leg and I just kind of sit down on your back, they'll be like, oh, cool. So it's just making sure it's, I can do it on anybody, everybody's happy to take it. Yeah. And then there's so many different variations and ways to, to play around with it. Cool. Because I did mention at the start that you are very busy. Mm -hmm. uh, you had obviously listed your current championship a title reigns that you've got at the moment. Um, you enjoy the independent circuit. Is that something that you feel quite passionately about? That's the best way to put it. Like it's it's a grind. It's a hundred percent a grind. And if a contract is the other option, I would probably probably choose a contract mm. other than anyone so made it rain. I'm not, you know, he's available. I didn't say that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah, but but at the same time, I'm so passionate about like what it's done for me and how how important a strong independent scene is for those big companies because a flourishing scene on the on the foundation level is what on a grassroots level is what can bring these big companies, the AEWs and the WWEs, this this crop of talent and 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 this this new fan base and a fresh fan base. So. Whatever happens in my future, like I don't know what's gonna happen, but like I want it to be that like this scene is so strong, especially the UK indie scene, because in America they have they can there's so many the companies are all there, yeah. all the big companies they are there, so you kind of have to go there if you want to truly make it. So we're just kind of got the indie scene as our top level of of pro wrestling, unless we get. Uh, actual TV deal that will put on actually good wrestling. Rather than just that world of sport thing yeah. they did, which mm. was mm. for families. That yeah. had Will Ospreay on it. So that it did have Will Ospreay. That tells you everything and what's, of how they yeah, but what's he, the what's bag. He done? Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's well, true, true. Speaking of Will Ospreay, uh, you just had... I, I would 
I don't correct me if I'm wrong. I would say probably one of your biggest matches today. The biggest. Okay, thank you. I was I was I won't put words in your mouth, but well, I was like, probably, probably yeah. yeah. You just faced Will Ospreay at high stakes at Rev Pro and won. I didn't. I mean, yeah. I'm um, yeah. What? I could, yeah. <laughs> There's so much more. I don't. I, I unfortunately, I keep saying I was not present, and nor was Mark at present. We were not able to go. Um, but I've watched the match. Yeah. And oh my god. This is a five-star match. Uh, if you've not seen it, please do go watch it. It was amazing. You lot were putting out a world-class show. Obviously, Tony was mentioned that Tony Khan was there. <laughs> Maybe there was a contract on the land. Maybe. Um, <laughs> but I have to. I have to mention that you did a Sega Mega Driver mm-hmm. that was insane. But I know that was obviously in memory of Mad Kurt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yes. And. I saw it and then I had to rewind it to, was like, did I just see that? And then I watched it again. I was like, oh, actually, it's quite sentimental to watch it. Um, was that match really important for you? 100%. So again, it's the biggest match that I've ever had. May ever have, who knows? And I always wanted to try and find a way to tribute him. So I thought that would be the time. That's the best time to tribute him. If I was to use specifically that move as a way, as, as well as a tribute, I don't want to, Add it to my moveset. Yeah. But if I do it one more one time, I really thought it'd be cool if it's what helps me beat Will Ospreay. Yeah. So um yeah. yeah. Can I just say, um, I knew this match was gonna be great before the actual pay I'm gonna say pay-per-view, the main event, live event, whatever you want to call it. But your entrances were both amazing. Great entrances. You were in white. I was like, okay. Interesting. But when Will came out with his sword in the middle of the ring, pointed it at you, you were like, you just walked forward and stepped in front of it. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, we're doing that today. Okay. Oh, we're doing that today. Okay, fine. Okay, Michael, I see you. We're doing that today. Okay. You say that, but what a fool you would have looked if he just stabbed you. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking that. And I was thinking that. I was like, this is a sword. This is a sword. This is a sword. And I, it's... At my throat, so that, that's, that's that one way yeah. to win a match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, no, but again, that's one of those things of, I think that match will be was filled with so many moments, and and people talk about wrestling talk about moments, and sometimes it just sounds a little bit weird when you talk about moments, but actually, sometimes those are the photos. I think that's probably the fo- like I've been tagged in different angles of fans taking a photo of mm. that. It's, it's memories. It is memories. Right there, exactly. So, like, um, it was such an important thing for this to be as big as we can make it feel. Because Andy said it, and I and I felt it. It's like this is the biggest match that we could probably put on between two British wrestlers on independent in independent wrestling soil. So let's treat it as such. Yeah. And let's go all out. And that's why I invested in you know a different gear. In, in a different jacket and made sure that the entrance I could make it as big as possible. You obviously came out with Amira, um, who I've met in real life, a lovely woman. Um, and I have said this to you before. I love that woman. She is crazy. I love it. She is. I love her energy. I love her. And she is ride or die. You can tell that in the ring. Ride or die. Uh, she I took a crossbody for you. She's taken, no, she took the hidden blade. She took yeah. an elbow, a sharp elbow to the face. Yeah. Which was, uh, yeah, like, a, again, we thought that would be such an important element of the of the match. There was so much we were doing to play off our previous match that we had two years ago. Mm. 
And that, and that's again a, a tough thing with playing the balance of like, let's make sure it's not parody. We're just like, hey, remember this? Yeah. Therefore, you must like it. We made sure that it was like an escalation of what we had done in the past, as well as referencing things we'd done in that match. And for her to, she, she essentially took the bullet for me. Yeah. Threw me out of the way, took a bullet for me. With That's one of my favorite parts of the match entirely. And, and she, yeah, she's she's great. She adds so much to to my act, to to me. Is, it makes me more than just a wrestler. It adds such a, another dimension to, to what I can bring. Um, yeah, I do love her persona, if you want to put it that way. She is very much like someone you don't want to fuck with. Mm-hmm. And I love that energy. Um, I also would love to see you wrestle her. Uh, where, where, who, what? <laughs> yeah. Who is, why? I just want to see her just elbow you. No. I just, just, just want to get... You just like to cause conflict. I do like to cause conflict. It sounds like... Who wants to see? No. I mean, you, you were saying that's the biggest match you and Osprey. Now it's you and her. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, no. Although saying that, so you said that was the biggest match we could put on British soil between two British wrestlers mm-hmm. then. Now that that's happened, mm-hmm. you are victorious. You are now top of the British wrestling mountain right now, what's the next biggest match we can put on, do you think? I think that's what we have to find. I I, I really, I don't think there's an answer right now. Mm. And that's what the the goal is for me and I think for the scene and for RevPro is like, okay, let's now find the next biggest match that we can do. Again, ideally, it's so easy to just bring an import, so bring yeah. someone from another country or from who does wrestle in AEW and like, oh, they're, they're wrestling here. But that's very short term in terms yeah. of what you're achieving. If you can do it with two British independent wrestlers, that'll be the 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 really uh, cool thing and, and that's the real big accomplishment. So there's a lot of people who are on the scene, that, especially from that show on Sunday alone. That well, have, one of them in particular called you out and referred to you as something that you just said before we came yeah, on. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, Luke, yeah. yeah. So as, as people who are regular <laughs> listeners of this podcast will know that Mark has got beef with Luke Jacobs. Oh, that's cool. Luke yeah. Jacobs, look, okay, I'm just saying he's a man whose favourite flavour of crisp is plain. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, I'm taking your side. He yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Will, Will Ospreay did at one point call the British wrestling scene cabbage. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, which was, I I took offense to that, but maybe he was. Maybe talking about Luke Jacobs. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah maybe the words of Michael Oku, not me. Luke yeah. Jacobs is cabbage. I didn't say it. No, no, I didn't say it. Will said it, and he's probably talking about Luke Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, so he got on the mic on Sunday. He won his match against JJ Gale, an incredible match. Again, I implore people to watch that match, mm. as well as uh, Mills versus Xavier Jr. And he, he was like, yeah, he he. I think he said on the mic. He said, "When Michael loses later on tonight, <laughs> so already we're like, whoa! Okay. I'm gonna win the heavyweight title in the Revolution Rumble. So, um, I didn't lose. Yeah, and but he is in that Revolution Rumble. So I guess that's what he wants. That he's made his intentions clear. Okay, but what if you know? What oh. if I won? What if I want to enter that Revolution Rumble? You know? Oh. Are you allowed to enter the Revolution Rumble? I think so. I, so. I think the rule is you get a match of your choosing. It's not yeah. like you get the oh, we get a WrestleMania. It's, oh, it's, it's just like you yeah. get a match of your choice. Yeah. So fine. I'd get in there to just stop him. Oh, nice, nice. Because you know, to call me a heavyweight streak of piss, <laughs> which you, I'm in hysterics about. I'm annoyed, but I'm yeah. in hysterics about because. What does that mean, man? <laughs> you have the full backing of the Wrestle Club UK podcast. Hey, 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 hey. I ain't trying to get involved in this beef. I, I'm not trying to get involved in this beef. Enemy of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Jacobs is the enemy of the podcast. 
<laughs> one day I'm going to meet him and he's just going to hit me. Yeah. yeah. And that would be fair. Yeah. That would be fair. Maybe on Sunday. You'll protect me. We'll be fine. I don't know. Mate. He's not there on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm not uh, Well, you also have recently uh, appeared at Jericho's Cruise where you had, I'm going to say, an undefeated streak on that cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, had free... Uh, matches and then the last one where you defeated Matt Cardona. Zach Ryder. Is that, yeah, <laughs> let's just call it what he is. Yeah. Yeah, no. Mr. Chelsea Green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are uh, to become, as I mentioned at the start, the Atlantic champion. You, oh, it's the Oceanic. Oh, Oceanic. Let me, let me make sure. Let me read it. Oh, let's have a look. Let's have a look at this. Oh, yeah, because uh, we have got belts. Here we go. There's oh, one. Wow. Oh, is it? Oh, is... oh, it is. There you go. Oh, wow. Oceanic Championship right there. Oh, Oceanic. Trident on it and everything. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's pretty. Is that your favorite of your belts, do you think? Yeah, because which Ooh, one? It's the heavyweight one. It's the heavyweight one's battered. You... Okay, let's grab it. Oh, my God. I just touched it. Ah! <laughs> That's weighty. It's weighty. It is probably weighty. There's one. Oh, that's a pretty belt. Yeah, this is my favorite looking belt. It's been through a war and been through battles because Great Okan, when he had it in Japan, would just throw it up in the air and just trash it. But but this is my favorite. Look at the people who. I mean, look at the lineage of that belt as well. Oh my God. Yeah, the lineage. AJ Styles, Zack Sabre Jr., you, Will Ospreay, Ishii, Suzuki. Suzuki, yeah. Wear and tear. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's proper. That's, that's, that's a, proper. That's a beautiful belt. That's a beautiful. Okay. And this one, this is the last one I have. This is the last one. This is the right one. This is the right world. Oh, well, let's make sure the Pepsi. Oops. Let's do that. So put it in my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, you, there you go. The right camera. Right. These are heavier than the thing you think yeah. they're going to be. Mm, mm, mm. Look at, oh wait, look at that picture. Look at that. Look at that. Is that are they all in Because uh, all bling. Mm. I, I like what I'm missing a bit, okay. by the way. Are you? Oh, yeah, yeah you are. Purple. When you stop and you look at a picture like that for a second, yeah. does that make you think, fuck, I've done it? <laughs> and I laugh. <laughs> this is really? ridiculous. This is I like obnoxious. When, I like when someone comes on our podcast and uh, brings bling. <laughs> I might as well, right? This is the first. This is the first belts we've had on the podcast. Yeah, I'm very. Because Jerry Bakewell's won nothing. Like... <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> He's a loser, isn't he? Oh no! <laughs> well, because some of the things he said about me on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I love you, Jerry, you know that, and also congratulations. I won't say why. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. so pretty. So these Shiny, are all the belts. Shiny. These are all the belts. Put them down. But yeah, I so yeah, I mean, I mean, the the, the latest one that I won was the Oceanic Championship. Yeah. Yeah, on the Joko cruise in January, and it's very cool experience. I can't, I can't, I cannot lie. And to wrestle, Speedball Mike Bailey, Johnny TV, or sometimes he was called Johnny Cruz, or Johnny Nitro, or Johnny Nitro, <laughs> Johnny wherever the fuck he is, <laughs> <laughs> and and then to top it off by beating Matt Cardona for the title. Yeah. And these are these people are huge fans of Speedball. Is a huge influence in my career, and he's one of my. I call him a mentor at this stage, an unofficial mentor. Um, is Speedball, but then, like. Back in that 09 mm. to yeah. oh, like to 2011 era, John Morrison and Zack Ryder were my guys. I can't, sh- I cannot stress to you. I was like, these are the guys. I'm telling everyone. I'm shouting from the rooftops. These two. My ringtone was O Radio. Oh, everything. Wow. Have and you met them before the cruise? Because I know you worked with Mike. Did a, Mike's people Bay did a lot of Rev Pro shows yeah. times, but the other two, I don't know how much interaction you've had with them in the past. Yeah, no, no. So I've wrestled Speedball a couple singles matches in America as well as in the UK yeah. Rev Pro, and but I had bumped into Matt Cardona. I'd seen him. I was in person when he wrestled Mad Cut, which is just a really, really cool match. And um, I hadn't seen Morrison. I know he did Strong Style. I think last year. Mm. 
but I hadn't met him. And so that was my first time meeting him. And that was also impromptu. I, I was supposed to have two matches. So that was an impromptu second match that I had with uh, with uh, Mundo, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Morris. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but fun cruise. Yeah, but so much fun. It, it really, it was a holiday. Lots of, lots of alcohol. Yeah, they, yeah, they supplied <laughs> it, they supplied it. But Can it just, you wrestle on a hangover? That... I've, yeah, many times I've done it. Mm. It's not, it's not easy. But I tell you what, you say that, right? Being sober and on a ship, at night and the tides, oh, yeah. it felt like you were drunk. It felt like you were drunk and like, oh my God. Does that throw you off in the ring as well? Do you feel it moving? A little less in the ring when you're oh, okay. actually like, so before you're going out there and you're just you're just like, oh my God, this is this is not easy. But when you're in the ring, it's you, there's so much other things going on that you just can't even think about mm. the fact that the, everything's rocking around you. But yeah, just a great time. It was warm in January, <sighs> leaving London to go to warmth in January, I oh, hate couldn't you. Couldn't plan. I'm sorry, but yeah, good time. Well, um, we asked you as the head of the table um, which three wrestlers you would in invite to your dinner party, if you want to put it that way. Mm -hmm. um, so, which three wrestlers would you invite? So, The Rock. Is oh, one. okay. The Rock is one. You want, you want to hear what he's cooking or smell what he's cooking? Wanna, yeah. Well, he'll be the yeah. He'll cook the food as well. Yeah. He'll you, be you're gonna eat the rock to cook your food. Yeah. Okay. He's paying oh, dinner as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That too. That too. He'll be generous enough. So so that's one. And then I was also I'm thinking about the dynamics between those wrestlers themselves. Um, so for that, I want to put Randy Savage there. Oh. oh. Well. Just just to see just to I really think I I wouldn't be talking on this. I, I'll just be watching the <laughs> craziness. Observed. Observing the craziness happening. And then the last one, which again, we were actually speaking about him. I, I, I would love Speedball Mike Bailey to be there as well. Because if you, if I wish people would hang around Speedball more and just know the kind of person he is, he's a lovely guy, but he has such different philosophies about wrestling that he would annoy old timers so much, even old timers who are cool, that, and he'd also be like, hate the idea of being around someone as like grandiose as The Rock and as macho man, because he's very zen. He's very zen. So just to add a bit of chaos to the dinner party, like, those would be my three. Those would be my three. Would you? So you'd not be cooking? The Rock would be cooking. The Rock will be cooking. Okay, fine. I would love to see that one. The Rock cooking. Yes, He's pancakes. making pie. He's making oh, pie. Oh, pie. He's well, pie. yeah, yeah, pie, pie. He's making pie. Was I the only one that when he did that first promo... Well, this year? Yeah. Or last year? Yeah, 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 this year, yeah. yeah. That, it was like day one or whatever it was. And he said that he's going to go for food. I thought it was just a setup for pie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. I was the same. I said this on the podcast. I was like, are we talking about pie again? We're back to pie? Okay, he just, fine. He's just done a rock on people's elbows. He's just going to talk about pie and then leave. Um, so who would you want to face next? Oh, God. Who would be, like, the person that, especially on the British circuit, that you would be like, yeah, is it Luke Jacobs? Anyone in there. I, I, so I wrestled him. I wrestled him for the title and he lost. He messed up my Oh, own. no, we were there. We did see that. Yeah, we, we were at the show, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, were there. Exactly. He's all right. I beat him and he lost. He, I mean, I, he blooded my eye. My eye is now permanently disfigured. It's now goes, it goes inward a little bit. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, again, and I don't really... I, and I try not to have hard feelings about it. Mm. But then he calls me a heavyweight streak of piss. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's all right. It happens. Sometimes your eye gets like... To be fair, that is the most interesting thing Luke Jacobs has ever said. So oh, that's... There you, go. there you go. I sense round two. <laughs> I sense round two. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so who would you want to face? So, yeah. Done Luke Jacobs, done. Bam, non-factor. Beat him. 
Um, someone that I like again, I, I, even though I've wrestled him before, I think he's a completely different animal is Connor Mills. Oh um, yeah, he's come a long way since watching him like the whole Maverick and Mayhew tag team. But days, obviously they, they were great. I had really, I remember they had a really fun match against each other at the Southall Park Dome, which, Dome. which was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, uh, he's got, he's moved on to a different level now, and yeah. he just looks yeah, not, not necessarily matters, but he's heftier now as well. He yeah, looks you know, like, for sure it does. It does count for something. And again, you want to talk about that Sunday show, high stakes, yeah. Crystal Palace. His match was Xavier Junior. He had the match of his life. He he really did have the match of his life. He he hung in. I say hung in there. It just looked like oh, this is this. He belongs. He belongs in the ring with Zack Sabre Jr., who the week before wrestled Brian Danielson. It's not an. It's not like oh, who's this scrub who's getting a, a rub or you know getting an opportunity. It just felt like you're pitting two good wrestlers against each other, and he's got it all together. It's a completely different look, completely different attitude. So. If it, going back to revisiting me wrestling Mills would be really cool, even though I actually am wrestling him for the Purpose Wrestling Championship, which yeah. is in a library, and that's uh, Wimbledon in Wimbledon, March the eighteenth, something like that. You tell yeah. me, I don't know. I don't I'm going to be ringing out from in June. I should learn something. Yeah. About oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should probably figure that out. Yeah, yeah. You have to tell me the date for June so I can um, come. Yeah. Um. Cause yeah. June is my birthday month. Oh, oh, yeah. So I normally don't like to gig. I like to party. To do anything. Yeah, that's, right, that's, that's right. That's um, We are now going to do a 60 second challenge where I throw you quick fire questions. Mark's going to time me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I like he's putting the instructions every week and I never remember. <laughs> he does. Every single week. I think I was briefed on this. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what is no one read the brief? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, All no, these no. emails are boring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready to time. Ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? All right. Are they quick? Are they, are they quick? It's like bounces. They're like, they're but, bant. But yeah, they're first like, thing that comes into your head. First thing that comes into your head. Ready? I'm going to get you in trouble. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. AEW, WWE. AEW. Who is the most underrated wrestler at the moment? Connor Mills. Pinfall or submission? Submission. Which faction would you want to be in? <laughs> the bloodline. <laughs> Snog, Mario, kill. Oh. Ric Flair, Bianca Blair or Big E? Um, <laughs> Snog... <laughs> Snog Bianca Belair Kill Ric Flair Marry Biggie. Okay. I think being married to Biggie would be nice Who is the most overrated wrestler at the moment? Oh I asked you this didn't I? Yeah um, Oh Oh Come on <laughs> No um, Time to go um, oh, uh, You know what Hmm Fine, The Rock and Roman Reigns. The Rock. <laughs> Who is the best British wrestler? Me. Yeah. Which wrestler would you have a WrestleMania match with? John Cena. Who has the best finishing move? Randy Orton. That's okay. time. Um... <sighs> Yes, I'm going back to who is the most overrated. The reason why I asked this question, right? That's a question to ask. No, 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 his... right. There's history to this question. Um, right, so I have not mentioned this on the podcast, but I started wrestling training. Uh, I went to Rev Pro, which is where Michael Oku teaches. Um, and I saw, I was like, it's the only time I could do wrestling, which was on a Sunday morning. Um, because people have suggested several places that I could do wrestling training as a beginner. And I was like, you know what? I can't do those days as I'm going to do the Sunday. Um, and uh, the first day, uh, they, it's, it basically it was me and nine lads. Nine lads <laughs> um, in this. Uh, I, Friday nights. Yeah, I know. I unfortunately, um, 
pulled my shoulder and my knee um, in week two um, at the same time. So I've unfortunately now it properly injured my knee. Um, so I've had to take time out uh, from wrestling training. I've not had a response back from Rev Pro, but that's okay. Uh- <laughs> She sent several emails. Uh, she's had no response, but it's okay. <laughs> One of the first questions that Michael asked us was, who is the most overrated wrestler uh, <laughs> at the moment? So I thought, question goes back to you. What did you say as your answer? I think I said Seth Rollins. I think that's what you said, yeah. Yeah, I think I said Seth Rollins. Yeah. It was the first person that came to my head. Um, overrated is an interesting concept, isn't it? Because you're talking about, are they in a position above where they should be? Yeah. You're talking about fans rate them too highly. For me, I should have actually said John Cena. I thought, I, yeah, don't look at me like that. That's mm. a ridiculous thing to say. I understand. Yeah, I just, I've never, honestly, I, I appreciate there's John Cena fans out there, but for me personally, he's someone that I've never really, like, got the hook on. Even, John Cena? Yeah, I know. I've, I've never really been on the hype. I don't know what it was. I've just never really connected with him. Did you have a, I don't know if it's because it was a white man trying to rap. You just say John Cena. Just say John. No, I'm not going to say John Cena. Although he might have been my answer some time ago. Yeah. Um, like, so there was a period of time. So the reason I asked that question is that there was a period of time where, like, I had that. I feel like loads of wrestling fans would have loads of answers to that mm. of like wrestlers that they all thought weren't that either weren't that good or like just are over pushed, and like sometimes I'd, I probably would have put Triple H there, as well as like Ooh. a John Cena there, mm. and then. I, there was even a time I put Randy Orton there and Randy Orton was a very interesting one because like there was a time where I was just like, oh, but his matches, they seem, there was a period where they sem- seemed kind of boring and stuff like that. Then I started wrestling training. And I was like, oh my God, I would kill to have the ability of Randy Orton. This is such a theme. So every pro wrestler I talk to talks about how great Randy Orton is. Specifically him. Yeah. Specifically yeah. him. Yeah, it's always I, him. I say yeah. that to the trainees as well. Like that's the one where you just realize, oh, He's really good because of the way he makes things look so effortlessly with his movement, yeah. let alone his execution of moves. That I was just like, hey, I just wanted like a little, a quick humbling thing for all the trainees being like, listen, you're trying to become wrestlers. You're going to enter now this world where you will now be judged. Yeah. And and let me and let me tell you something as well from experience of the last, don't want to date it, but few days. When you have a match that you have, that I had with Will Ospreay, yes, there's critical acclaim, but yeah. there is a loud minority oh yeah we've realized from doing this podcast yeah yeah there's a loud minority that you find that hate you yeah yeah think you're horrible yeah yeah and i'm like if if thank goodness we live in a democracy <laughs> that's all i can say <laughs> thank goodness we live in a democracy but it just made me think that like oh yeah right okay so any anybody can get it in a sense but you need to remember that like at, at a base level nearly all of these wrestlers are really really good and we're all trying to achieve to be to be them. Have you ever had a comment online that's like negative one that's like stuck with you or you just found funny because it was so... Oh my God, yes. So, um, I mean, I saw one recently. There's, um, so Fightful is a really, really big, has a big reach. Yeah, yeah. And they last, well, yesterday, just made a graphic and, and asked, should AEW sign Michael Oku? Oh. And that's the tweet. Hmm. And of course it got loads of engagement. <laughs> Someone quote tweeted it being like the eight, like it was like a gif of Steve Carell being very, very upset and disheveled because they're like um, the, the AEW wrestler when Michael Oku goes 30 minutes overtime in his match. And I was like, that is very funny because <laughs> I have very long matches. Yeah. And I was like, that okay, that one's good. But other ones where like, oh my God, 
my my body has been referenced referenced so many times mm. online, so much. But uh, I have to just remember, you know, no, just stay the course, stay the course. They're a minority. The majority are saying positive things, yeah. but it's it's easy for it to get to you. I, I just try my best to remember. It's always the same. Same with us in comedy, isn't it? Same yeah. with us in comedy. Don't don't slag people off online unless it's Luke Jacobs. Then you absolutely. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I will clarify again. Luke Jacobs is an incredible wrestler. I love his work. It's just fun. Um, Um, to end the podcast what's next for you Michael Oki obviously today the day of the recording you are doing right cabaret so you won't be people are listening this comes out on Friday so you don't get to watch it but I'm sure you had a great match (laughs) hopefully so yeah hopefully so yeah no no world domination is my plan that's the plan but I mean I'm on my way I'm on my way with with all these belts and stuff like that but I want it to be a thing where as best as I can with independent wrestling I can make as many inroads and find success on a global basis on independent wrestling way before I then go elsewhere. Unless somebody offers me too much money to turn down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that that's that's really the way I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I'm gonna make sure that I'm enjoying this this grind that is independent wrestling and and going to all these different places and having so much fun doing it that and remembering that this is fun and remembering that this is what i wanted to do because it, it can be a bit of a slog it will feel like a slog yeah but i'm like no this is no this is what comes with the success i'm finding so let me make sure to enjoy it so i'm going to try and do that especially if we, this year's only just started yeah. who knows what's going to happen for the rest of this year um but in the meantime i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best to make sure that people keep talking about me and lay the groundwork for my future well you are doing a great start um with all these belts especially um side note has anyone at the rev pro training session missed me no yep. <laughs> <laughs> no they were like where did that woman go she couldn't handle it that's what happened <laughs> no it's fine uh michael okay everyone <laughs> yeah. Yeah. can you give us a now we play before we get yeah it? i feel like we have to have of it. course give it now we play the oh the producer's gonna be so upset with the peaking of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a great guest Mr. Michael Oku was, wasn't he? Fantastic. Absolutely amazing. Um can't wait to see what he does for the rest of 2024. Um such a talent, honestly. Such a talent. I might have to kill his manager though in order for me to replace. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna You've lie. Gone from loving this person who wanted to murder them yeah, quite she, quickly. She's actually will kill me. I'm not gonna lie. That works. It's how fatal attraction goes. I have met her, um, and I want to marry her, but I also kill her at the same time. What her job? You, need, you need to calm the fuck down. I've had too much Red Bull this morning. That's what's happened. <laughs> um, we're gonna end uh, the show with sell or no sell. Um, which is where I give Mark some facts and he's going to tell me whether they are true or false. So sell is true, no sell is false. Ready, Mark? Can we not have one of these pedantic things where you like you say uh, someone printed it, it's printed by a different publication this week? <laughs> it's, it's true or false? It's very simple. All right, carry on. It's because you're hungover. Go away. Anyway. Well. Kevin Nash states that if Taker Street was to be taken, it should have been Bray Wyatt. Uh, yes, because Kevin Nash has an opinion on everything, and uh, the Brock Lesnar news makes that a very easy opinion to have right now. Sell. Sell, yeah. Uh, well done. Uh, Ricky Starks says that Sting is his favourite wrestler. No, because Ricky Starks' favourite wrestler is The Rock, and that's why he keeps copying him. Um, false, actually. No, sell. Right. Well, he's, uh, no li- sell. he's lying. No, <laughs> <laughs> no sell. Um, it's actually The Undertaker. Um, 
and he stated on Hold the Mayor podcast that he trained in a gym in Austin with him and has taken advice from him on several occasions. Last but not least, Kane, a.k.a. Glenn Jacobs, mayor of Knox County in Tennessee, which is still so funny to say, um, says he is open to a return. No, he said he wouldn't return now because he's seen people wrestling and he thinks he couldn't be able to keep up with it now and his body wouldn't stand up to it. Semi-correct. He would return, but obviously not in the ring. Oh, but all right, fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just say about the fucking pedantry on the answers? <laughs> she likes the trick. Yeah, pa, 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 pa. Jesus. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, everyone between, uh, we really enjoyed this week's episode of the Wrestle Club UK podcast. If you don't know, I have opened up the phone lines. You can send me a voice note. You can send me a message. Um, if you send me a voice note if about this week in wrestling, obviously Elimination Chamber is coming up. I want to hear your views. Tell me what you think about what's going to happen. Do you, What do you think of the pay-per-view? What do you think of British wrestling nowadays? Tell me what your thoughts and feelings are about wrestling. I will potentially just put it on the podcast and we will discuss it. Um, the phone lines are open. The number's in the, in the bio, so please do that now. My name is Bin Sakisa. Uh, I've been joined this week by Maiku Oku and, obviously, main event Mark Cram. Um, I just feel like we're going to be wading through dick pics for the next week and a half now that you've given out that number. It's not my real telephone number. It's somebody's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, I don't think anyone's sending me dick pics. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> This has been the Wrestle Club UK podcast. We'll see you next week. Woo! A flying clothesline, a two by four to the face. Then she hits you with a turnbuckle splash. Wrestle Club podcast. With Sakisa. It's her and her friends. And they talk about wrestling, every kind of wrestling.